If you haven't noticed, we have been in Luke chapter 11, Luke, cha- Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 11. Remember last week we talked about the Lord's Prayer? Had a few come up and say how they're trying to pray the Lord's Prayer now differently. Uh, if you remember my testimony, and I will just, uh, I'll just tell you, after preaching it last week and, and God reminding me how he moved through the prayer of Jabez and through um, through the Lord's Prayer in my life, I've started doing it again. But why would I ever stop? Did, did I arrive? Did I have everything I needed and I don't need anything else? I don't need you anymore, God. And I've just decided in my, in my life to turn my heart back to praying. If you don't know it, I'll just tell you what my, what my prayer is. Lord, that you would bless me indeed and that you would enlarge my territory and that your hand would be with me and you would keep my heart from evil and that your kingdom would come and your will would be done regardless of what I'm desiring. That what you desire, I want to desire. He says that he will give us the desires of our heart. I want his desires to be my desires in my heart. So that I'm asking for the right things. And when I ask for the right things, we're going to see tonight, we'll get it. God's a God that when we start to pray and when we start to ask according to his word, he does it. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Amen. All right, Luke chapter uh, 11, verse 5. If you remember, we were in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. If y'all got your Bibles, get them out. This is good. This is, a, this is good scripture. This is the gospel. It says, and he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? Go, go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on this journey and I have nothing to set before him. He will answer from within and say, do not, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are in bed with, are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. That's a question mark. I cannot rise and give it to you. Did I read that wrong or should it sound like a question? And he will answer from within, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is a friend, because because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now, if you read from the King James, this word persistence, have you all seen where, now this has, this has not been intentional. I have not been trying to grab scriptures. If you know from James chapter 1, we've been dealing with patience, with perseverance, with endurance, right? And we're going to see again that with prayer has to come perseverance, and that's what we get here. It's this, uh, the word, I've used it quite often, is the word importunity or importunate. Persistence can be importunity, which means overboldness or shamelessness. Let me give you some more um, descriptions of this word. Persistent, demanding, unrelenting, annoying, overeager, harassing. That's what this word, persistence, importunity, means. You're not going to stop until you get it. This is how, now I want you to catch this, verses 1 through 4 is the model prayer, is the Lord's prayer. And then he immediately leads into the friend at midnight. He is trying to tell us how important it is that we pray and we keep praying. We keep praying until the bread is given to us. Have you not gotten your answer yet? 
then you, I have a word for you. Keep knocking. And don't stop knocking until you get it. You know, Jesus, I believe here, is trying to show us that things in our life are not always going to be smooth and easy. We've got to expect difficulties. Expect them. Don't be surprised by them. Expect them. And the only way that we can conquer them is by determined persistence. I have never gotten through something tough easily. It's taken a fight. I don't know if you realize what kind of what what parts difficulties play in our life, but it can it can show the it can really show what you're made of. Things are fine, we can act fine when everything's okay. It's when things go bad that our true colors come out. You know what difficulties do? They strengthen and they elevate our character. They should. You know, think about education. Education. What is education? It is daily developing and disciplining the mind as increasingly, in increasing problems are presented for the student to overcome. Regularly as a student, I've got, an eight, I've, got a, I've got a range of kids from 15 to 8. And they're coming home being challenged every day. And some days they come home and they are extremely frustrated and want to quit. Why? Because they can't get it. That's what education is, is daily are you, are you um, do you have challenges and then you are taught how to overcome those challenges. How many of you know with math, you better, you better have a fighting attitude or you're going to lose. And you know what? We have, let me tell you, we have um, shed quite a few tears with math and me. Uh, the kids would dread when I would come home and, they could, and, and the child and the mama couldn't get the math because they knew dad was going to show up. And I, I want to say I wasn't hateful, but, but I was persistent. And they were not getting up from the table until we got it. And you can cry all you want. Daddy's not giving in. We're going to get it in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, we've had to do some praying. <laughs> we've had to do some repenting. That goes for me too. I've had to walk away from the table a couple times. I didn't let the child get up from the table. I'd come back. We're coming back. I'd let them walk away. I'd stay. But it takes persistence. I don't get it the first time. The moment the lesson becomes easy, what does the teacher do? They don't let us stay there working simple addition the rest of our life. We move on to the next step, right? We start adding more to it. We start building on. We start begin becoming more advanced. And you know, it is the meeting and the mastering of difficulties that is where our highest achievements are found. When you're pushed, when you're, when you're asked to give more than you thought you could give, and all of a sudden, you're able to overcome it's the same way with our relationship with God. Imagine what it would be like as a child of God if every time I asked, the first time I asked, I got everything I wanted. 
I'd be spoiled. I'd be no good. I'd be ruined. If my child came up and asked for everything that they wanted and I gave it to them. Have you ever seen a child that's used to getting what they want at Walmart? And then the parent makes a mistake and tells them no. My kids honestly are surprised when they get something at Walmart besides food, you know, besides what we went in there for. It's a treat. We take them in there knowing what we're going to get. They're not going to throw a fit. You know what? If you want to pay for it, fine. If not, we're not getting it right now. You know, and God's such a good God that he knows not to give the second I ask. If, I mean, if everybody sit, sitting here tonight just prayed for a million dollars and you got home and you had it, I mean, hallelujah, I hear you. <laughs> but do you see at one, at, there will come a time because we're flesh and we're flesh and blood, we're going to finally get to the point where we don't need God anymore. God is our provider. And he desires to provide, but he also desires for us to grow and not stay who we are. Not stay acting like a five-year-old. What a missed opportunity we would have in our spiritual life. Difficulty and delay require persevering prayer to obtain the true blessings that God wants to give us. You know, as we have to persevere spiritually, so many times, and I have noticed this, that when I really have to fight for a breakthrough spiritually, I recognize how far I've fallen away from God. Have you ever noticed that when you, when you truly have to seek after God and you truly have, you're really believing, there is no other hope, and when you really start to get back into the Word and get back into the relationship and start to serve Him, you start to realize how far you've been off? I believe that's one reason why the Lord wants us to persevere is to recognize how far we've slipped and come back. You have heard my example of how Satan does not take us. If we're this close, we're, we're, we're hand in hand with God. We're, I mean, we are so close. We've got a great relationship. Satan, Satan does not take us from there to completely removed overnight. Why? Because we would notice it. We would recognize it. It's just a, a, a sheet of paper in between us. And then we start to think, that, that's here. But it's not. Now it's here. Next thing you know, we're a little bit farther away. And we think we're still here. Next thing you know, we're so far removed, God is nowhere in the picture, but we think he is. As we persevere, we begin to know our own weakness and our own unworthiness and it causes us to yield to God's spirit for his spirit to take our place as we abide in him you know as we begin to persevere through prayer our own will our own strength and our own goodness are crucified that's what was happening to me in worship tonight is you know all all this stuff going on in my life just started falling away now my problems are still there they're still there, but the importance of them, they got, they got rightly aligned. Not only did they get aligned, but I, I, I got realigned with who I am in Christ, and all of a sudden I realized, I can overcome that. What is that? I can overcome that. 
Um, y'all have noticed the last few weeks I've been, I've been in worship. Miss Tammy and the team have been stepping up. And Tammy was like, I kept looking for you to come up. I kept looking for you to come up. And I'm like, you know what? I forgot what it's like to, wor- to worship out here in the congregation. And I'm just, I don't want to stop. And she's looking at me, and I'm not even looking. I'm just, you know. And, you know, I did have that thought. I wondered if she's looking at me. I thought, I don't care. I want to be here. I need this. We need this. And even though so many times as, as worship leaders we think it's uncomfortable, it's not uncomfortable. We just think we need to move on to the next thing. No. Let me stay there just a minute. You guys were worshiping. I was hearing words coming out. I was hearing songs coming out. And I'm like, mmm, I need out here. What they're doing up here is making it come to life out here. Man, it's so good. And, and Steve pulls out, he does his big face melter over there on the, on the electric guitar. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. You know what? It says that David, that Saul would hire David to come in and to play his harp to drive the demons away. When John Saka starts doing his little thing, let me tell you, demons are running. Mmm, that, that is, I think that is heaven. When these guys take what, what the Lord has gifted them with. And uh, let me tell you, those instruments will drive hell away. That, this worship is, a, is kind of a cleansing agent before the word comes. And man, that's, that's what I need. I've gotten off target. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying the worship. Mm, where am I? Consider Jesus. And the difficulties that he faced. Now, this is the Son of God. And he faced difficulty after difficulty after difficulty. And at Gethsemane, do you remember? He cried out to God and God didn't respond. It was as though the Father chose not to hear. Now, I want you to catch something. What Jesus did for us on the cross, God did not identify with sin. And when Jesus called to him, there was no answer. Now, Jesus has identified himself with that sin. A sinless man took all of our sins so that never would God the Father not be there for us. Never. That had to happen one time. And I can't imagine how it broke the Father's heart. Not to respond to his perfect son. Not just his son, because even, even an evil father, and I don't mean I'm evil, it just says that how much so would an evil father give good gifts to those, to those that ask. Even an earthly father, I wouldn't reject my son. And my son's not perfect. Jesus Christ was perfect. And the father rejected him as he hung on the cross with all of our sin, the sin of the world, on him. Think of the difficulties. It says that Jesus prayed more earnestly. It says until he was heard. He hung in there until he was heard. In the way he opened up for us, he learned obedience by the things that he suffered and so was made perfect. His will was given up to God. His faith in God was tried and strengthened. The prince of this world with all his temptations overcame. It's in persevering prayer that we walk with and are made partakers of his very spirit. 
Prayer is a form of crucifixion, of our fellowship with Christ's cross, of our giving up our flesh to the death. Do you know that prayer is humbling? The Lord calls us to pray, and one, one thing, one positioning that prayer does is it humbles us below Him. And you know what He says? When we humble ourselves, He'll exalt us. And He gives grace to the humble. I read, a, uh, I read a devotional this morning talking about answered prayer. God desires us to persevere even when we're praying and relying on Him. When we knock, when we knock and we get no answer, don't quit. I'll try to hurry here for just a minute. Perseverance means we hang in there until the answer comes. We are beginning to enter into a season of harvest praying. And I believe that new doors are about to form. To form means to develop or mold the shape or outline of something or to give meaning or character or nature to something. I believe that we are in, I believe we're in the, uh, the last days and I believe that how effective and how important our prayer is today. The Ancient of Days releases ancient wisdom for present day victory. I want, to, I want us to look at two more scriptures tonight. I'm going to try to hurry. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they had known, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But, <coughs> but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now, I want to give you some points from the scripture of the keys that we have in prayer. Number one, God has greater wisdom than any worldly wisdom that exists. This is what God wants to give to us. He also, there is powers and principalities, they do not have access to this wisdom. Satan and his kingdom do not have access to this wisdom. Can you see how important it is that we pray and we pray effectively? Because basically, I believe we cut the legs out from Satan, under, under Satan. When we don't pray and when we don't stand, Satan has his way. Jesus Christ has paid the price for us on the cross, paid the full price for every breakthrough that we need, every provision that we need, every battle that we have with sin. But if we don't go and get it, sin will continue to rule over us. God's given us the power over sin, but we have to take that power and whip sin. You remember from, uh, uh, I believe it was uh, James chapter 1, that um, the progress of sin ultimately is not on Satan. The, the, the problem with sin is not on Satan. It's on us. We choose to sin. 
Now, Satan has a part in getting in our mind, but it tells us in Scripture that God has given us, by the power of Jesus Christ, the power over sin. So when we sin as spirit-filled believers, we are doing it by choice. Not because we don't have the power to overcome. We do. The same power, I like to say this over and over, the same power in us is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And sin nor Satan shall prevail. Also, this scripture, a couple keys as we pray. The authority of the demonic forces is limited. Next, there is wisdom that has been hidden since the beginning of time for his glory. And through the redemptive cross of Jesus Christ, you have access to this wisdom. God is prepared to release this wisdom to us as we get to know him intimately through prayer. And this wisdom will overthrow high places and release captives. And finally, wisdom dismantles demonic structures and dethrones thrones of iniquity. That's what I felt in our worship tonight, that the throne of iniquity was being torn down. Iniquity. Um, shortcomings or health issues or mind issues or what, where we're falling short. The spirit of iniquity, this demon of iniquity, these thrones of iniquity, that this wisdom that God is giving us the power to tear those thrones down. Do you know that that's what God required of his kings was to tear the, the demonic thrones down? You go and read who the good kings are. They were the ones that would take the Azareth's poles and the, 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 the articles of the things of Baal and all these other demonic things and destroy them. The ones that God found to be great kings are the ones that went and got them up on the hilltops. Didn't just get them in the towns, went up to the hilltops and stopped all the demonic worship. That same power. Now these people were going and doing this physically, but here we, we fought against powers and principalities and, and darknesses and demons. We have the power to tear those things down. The way that we do that is when we knock and we don't get an answer because something's going on with our kids or something's going on with our marriage and we just decide, well, it didn't happen. It must not be God. I must have missed something. No. What does Jesus tell us? Keep knocking on the door. You'll get the answer. But you've got to stick with it. You've got to fight for your marriage. You've got to fight for your kids. You've got to fight for your job. You've got to fight. God likes a fighter. That's good. I'm, I'm going to close with this. Daniel chapter 10. This is another scripture to help keep us knocking. Okay? Daniel had a vision. <clears throat> and basically, it was just how, how much his nation was under attack. Now, I want you to apply this to you. I want you to apply this. Are you under attack? Are you under spiritual attack? Is your, is your uh, family under spiritual attack? Is your city under spiritual attack? Are your schools under spiritual attack? Are you under spiritual attack in your job? Is your nation under spiritual attack? Yes. Yes. 
And he got this vision. And it was a word of great conflict or great war. So what did he do? He committed himself to prayer and fasting. And he did this for 21 days without ceasing. Now, I'm sure he's flesh and bone just like us. And it had to have gotten hard. And he had to have gotten down. And at two weeks and six days, if it were me, I would be thinking, man, this, I'm, I'm about ready to stop. I'm ready for my normal meal. I'm ready. I'm ready to let my guard down. But he didn't. After 21 days, after 21 days, let's look at it. Daniel chapter 10, verse 10. It says, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on my palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, this is Daniel, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for the, from the first day that you set your heart to understand. What that means is the, from the first day that he started praying. When he set his heart to pray for God's will, for God's desire to happen. It says, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Man. What you don't realize is you knock and you knock and you knock. That war is going on in the spiritual realm for you. And that you are being heard now. Do, I, do you know how I know you're being heard? Because of the price that Jesus Christ paid. Because of what Jesus did, God hears me. Now I want you to realize Daniel was praying according to God's word. Church, the key is not just to pray but it's to kingdom pray. When we kingdom pray, do you all know what that means? When we pray according to God's kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When we figure out how the kingdom of God works, and let me tell you, he has written it in a way that we can easily understand it. He says, make your, make your needs known. What have you got going on? Tell me about them. And rely on me to give you the answer. And when we pray according to his word, Scripture here shows me that the answer is immediately sent. But that battle has to take place. Satan does not give in easily. And do you know, if the battle is so bad that the timing is about, it's not going to get to me in time, what did God do? He sent Michael. Nobody messes with Michael. Do you see that God got the answer at the right time to them? You may not have gotten your answer yet. Well, I want to encourage you. Keep knocking. Keep knocking. It's not because God is a, is a um, how can I say this? It's not because God is reluctant to respond to your request. 
God's not reluctant at all. The answer was sent right away. Did the answer come too late? No, it came at the perfect time. Daniel just didn't know what that time was. One of the hardest things that we have as Christians is understanding God's timing. You know what that does? That keeps God being God and us being us. God's never late. He never fails. Daniel's prayer was heard from the beginning, but there was a spiritual war taking place. Angels and demons were battling. Let me tell you, church, we are at war. We are at war for our marriages. We are at war for our nation. We are at war for God. The amount of Christian Bible-believing Christians is about to dwindle down to nothing when it comes to percentages. Fifty years ago, it was way stronger than it is now, and it is, it is going down. That's our job. That's our job. We've got to pray. We've got to keep knocking. If Satan can get you to give up before you press through, he's won. Don't quit. So many times in my life when I was at that breaking point ready to quit, God came through. But it took me sometimes to get to that point of having complete uh, desperation. And I believe that the Lord finally sees he is completely relying on me. There it is. Keep knocking. Pray according to God's word. Pray according to God's will. Do the word. Persevere in the word. You remember that's what we saw as a doer? You persevere in the word and you are going to get breakthrough. Amen? Y'all stand up with me and let's pray. I'm sorry to keep you late. Thank y'all for being patient. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that tonight I believe that a word has gone forth for breakthrough. I believe that, that someone in here tonight has come in here ready to give up, but now we're going, we're going back to knocking on the door. Lord, I will knock, and I will knock, and you want us to keep knocking until we get the answer. Father, I can just say we need wisdom. We need that wisdom that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, but that you've got stored up ready to give to those that love you. Lord, I ask for that wisdom. I ask for the wisdom that the enemy doesn't know. I ask for that wisdom, that answer that's going to give me, that's going to get me to the next step. Lord, over this church, over this body, Lord, over our next steps, Lord, give us wisdom to take the, next, the right next step. Lord, help us get in your word and to do your word and to walk righteously. Lord, I just praise your holy name. You are so good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night.